Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The voice of the Troy Trojans joins us now. Barry McKnight. We had a chance, Bobby and I had a chance to talk with Barry early in the week. And, uh, man, look, when something goes that good, you want to invite the gentleman back. And he kindly agreed. Barry, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. I was uh, with a quarterback on uh, Wednesday when we talked to you. And uh, next, next to me is the second winningest quarterback in LSU history. Herb Tyler, and one of the things that Herb and I just briefly spoke about, uh, Barry, was that Troy is uh, a ball club that's played in some big venues before, but in this big venue behind us here in Tiger Stadium, they've had some success. So this won't be a team that'll come in here intimidated. They're going to come in here and, and, and thinking, and rightfully so, they got a chance to play hard and probably win it, possibly try and get in the position where they can win this game late. Yeah, there was some success with this program. There has been uh, some some success here. Haven't been able to come out with a win, but in 04, it was a late touchdown pass from Marcus Landle to, to give LSU the victory. And, of course, in 2008, that's the largest uh, comeback win in LSU history, uh, winning that game when Troy was up 31-3 at that point. So, yeah, whatever happens today, and, and we've all got our opinions, and you guys are setting out exactly what you anticipate happening today. Day, and we've got our ideas here on our radio network group. But whatever happens, it won't be because or despite Troy being intimidated or overawed or unprepared for the venue. I promise you that. I think that is a valid observation for sure. And, you know, Barry, when it starts, obviously you go to the top. But Coach uh, Brown, I think a lot of people learned a lot about Coach Brown, uh, people around the program and certainly those on the outside looking in and us in the media that follow. You know, when you when you come off and you get to a certain point, a lot of times there's a guy that's on the rise, an assistant, a coordinator, in which he was uh, at Tech and, and Kentucky. But, you know, that first year when you come in, it's kind of like, well, uh, what's expected of you? And Troy's been a program that's always competed in their conference. They put up some big-time prospects in the pros. And, you know, when you have a 4-8 and eight season, though, the kind of new wears off, it's like, okay, which direction are we going to go? And year two is telling. You know, are we going to move forward? Are we going to, you know, what's going to are we going to be thinking about Year three, we're looking for a new coach. He goes 10-3 and three last year and became the first Sunbelt Conference team to be ranked in the top 25 when they started 8-1 and one through their first nine games. And now he's off to another hot start. So Neil Brown looks like he's pretty much on firm footing there and people are excited about what he's doing. And, and, and you know, uh, it's not it's not always the X's and the O's, and it's not always the recruiting. But in his case, what he has done is reestablish the culture and actually added to it a good bit. The culture has always been a culture of championships and of, and of high expectations, and they got kind of away from that a little bit. They didn't reinvest the. Um, the success that they had when he was here before as a coordinator back into the program. So there were some hard times. What he has done as much as anything else is provide a purposeful plan for success. He's been able to um, 
to reinvest a lot of the money that uh, hadn't been going into facilities and, and things like that. And, and as much as anything else, yeah, the turnaround on the field has been compelling, but it's the turnaround and the whole ideology and chemistry of the program that seems like it will have the most lasting benefit. He really has done done so much even above and beyond the, the 10 wins and the bowl win and the reestablishment of the winning culture. It's been the, the nuts and bolts things he has done around campus to reinstall some pride in Troy football again. Hey, Barry Herb here. To kind of piggyback off of that statement that you just made, um, with, with Troy having the coaching staff and, and things of that nature been intact in, in for a couple of few years now in establishing themselves as who they are now, how do they feel coming into this game with LSU having a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, and a second-year defensive coordinator? Well, Herb, that, that's perceptive because – those are some of the things you look at. If you look at it away, again, from the X's and O's, and obviously we all realize that LSU has more excellent football players than, than Troy has got, and Troy will have to have some things away from just the lining up and knocking the other team off the ball to go in Troy's favor. Herb, I think you're right. Uh, you know, LSU has a new coaching staff. LSU is unsettled at quarterback. LSU has some uh, what I consider to be significant injuries to deal with this is a sandwich game but uh, you know before florida next week and we all realize the importance of that game around lsu so uh, all of those factors that you're talking about with the coaching staff um looking at this game in terms of you know what things can we do to fully take advantage of maybe a flat lsu team a flat lsu crowd and an lsu offense that still seems to be looking for an identity and still seems to be you know searching for some chemistry troy is hoping that all of those things play at least some part in um maybe lsu not being ready to play or not being fully cognizant of just what kind of a challenge troy is going to bring in tonight the voice of the Troy Trojan, Barry McKnight is with us as Troy comes in 3-1, and one, lost to uh, Boise to begin the season, 13-24. Uh, then they've won three straight, including a victory over Akron last week. This was a ball club. Expectations came in uh, very pretty good when you're talking about 10 starters back on the offensive side of the football and mm-hmm. an offense that churns out 500 yards per contest. Uh, we talked about the points uh, with you the other day, but I think the numbers inside the numbers, so to speak, is what's very impressive about this offense. You're averaging 175 yards on the ground and 273 uh, passing. But when you look at the plays that are run, it's pretty even distribution, and that's good balance right. offensively, and that, that always going to keep a defense guessing. You know, the fans will look in on this, and they'll see air raid offense, and they'll look at Neil mm-hmm. Brown's background with Al Mummy and, and Tony Franklin and um, Sonny Dykes and that type of a thing, and they'll think it's some sort of an aerial circus slinging all around the lot. But, yeah, he's really tweaked that air raid approach and really been able to establish the ground game. It is still an offense that believes in throwing the football to set up the run, but he's really done a good job not only of, uh, of establishing the line of scrimmage, but also taking advantage of some uh, of some mismatches that the, that the running backs can take advantage of. There's a 1,300-yard rusher for Troy from a year ago. He's 235, 240 pounds. He's a senior. His name is Jordan Chun. He tends to be a grinder, a guy who 
who leans on you and really starts getting yards in the fourth quarter when teams get tired of tackling him. So if he can get established, if he can garner enough respect from the LSU front seven, that may end up opening some more of those intermediate and short routes that Troy loves to throw, the 10 to 15-yard possession routes that um, – you know, that Troy needs to have happen today in order to achieve some success. Barry, you guys have a, a really, really stout quarterback in Brandon Silvers. Um, he was a 2016 All-Sun Belt first team conference guy. Uh, he's a 6'3", 219-pound senior. Coming into this game, what, what do you guys expect out of him today, and do you think he'll play up to the expectations that you guys have for him? Well, he, to be honest, uh, he exemplifies a lot of the quarterback capabilities that, that I remember Herb Tyler used to, you know, knowing the offense, being careful with the ball, you know, taking, um, you know, t- taking a level of toughness to sort of lead the whole team. He's a guy who, who's been here for six years now. He was a gray shirt, then a red shirt, and he's been a four-year starter at Troy. So what he'll do is he'll get the ball out of his hand quickly. He'll make quick decisions. He is very efficient with the football and a guy who has been at the helm of this team when they came within a possession of beating Clemson last year at Clemson and and has led this team for four years uh, he's a guy that that the fans will notice as being a really heady guy doesn't make many mistakes and will definitely again not be overawed by the venue of being on the field at Tiger Stadium tonight. Barry McKnight, voice yes, of sir. Detroit Trojans. Barry, man, it's been a pleasure talking to you through this week. I know you've been to some big venues. What, what are some of the uh, other big stadiums Troy has been to, uh, Barry, over the course of the of some that stick out in your mind the last few seasons? Well, you know, we, we, we've been to Nebraska a couple of times. We've yeah. played well at... In the SEC, of course, we mentioned the, the LSU trips before, played well at Georgia before. Nebraska's been great. Miami's been great. Really, it's um, Troy sometimes has been a victim of their own success because there's a lot of venues where Troy has had contracts, but Troy will beat a Mississippi State or Troy will beat an <laughs> Oklahoma State or Troy will beat a Missouri, and all of a sudden here comes that buyout check from the school for yeah. <laughs> that was scheduled to have us in the next year. There's been a lot shame, of shame on Troy. Shame on Troy whipping them big schools like that, man. Well, I tell you what, there's been, um, there's been a lot of chances that Troy has had that they haven't taken advantage of. And don't yeah. underestimate the uh, ability of this Troy coaching staff to underline to these players just what an opportunity the Trojans had had here in 04 and 08 and to resolve Absolutely. not to let something like that happen where they wouldn't be able to close out a, a game here tonight if Troy takes a lead late here against LSU. That's a look behind enemy lines with the voice of the Troy Trojan, Barry Magnite. Barry, thank you so much as always. Have a great call tonight in Tiger Stadium. Much respect to you guys. Thanks for the time. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.